The idea is, is that people will have a plan. They'll know what they want in the future and they will talk with their family about it. And we bring, you know, caregivers are involved and the person who is thinking about the plan for themselves. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. I work one-on-one with caregivers to help them find solutions or responses to the often confusing behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer practical insights, and share some emotional support, and maybe even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. I won't forget your wine, sweetheart. You know that. And I appreciate that. (laughs) You know, when we started our caregiver journey uh, 20-plus years ago, we started and we were kind of didn't know which way to turn. We didn't have very many resources available, and what was available were very, very limited. There's definitely more resources available today, and I think there were probably more resources available then, but like so many who are new to the caregiving world, we don't know where to look. We don't know what's out there, so we try to do it all by ourselves. And that brings us to today's guest, who is a social worker and community educator with the Loudoun County, Virginia Department of Parks, Recreation, and Community Services and Loudoun County Area Agency on Aging, where she manages caregiver support services and health promotion programs, outreach efforts, and elder abuse prevention activities. She holds a Master's of Social Work from George Mason University. She is passionate about improving quality of life for older adults and caregivers by creating environments of dignity, respect, and empowerment. We are pleased to welcome to the show Leslie Katz. Leslie, thank you so much for being with us today. And all of those services that I mentioned in introducing you are so important to so many people. And we particularly ask you to be on here because it's become more and more clear to us that so many people do not understand what their local area agency on aging can offer in support services for caregivers. Um, I'd like to start off a little bit to ask how you got into this field. Thank you so much, Bobby and Mike, for having me. This is a pleasure to be here. Um, So I got started, let's see, when I have always loved older adults. I've always loved older people. Um, And I think that has to do with the fact that when I was born, my dad was 60 years old. I had a younger mother, an older father, and I just... I just had a very close relationship with my dad. And over the years, as he aged and as I got older, I saw how he was treated. I saw that um, our community, while he was respected and he was always a pillar of the community, um, as people age, people don't respect them the way that they should, um, unfortunately. And I mean, that's not always the case, but that's what I noticed. And I wanted to work with people like my dad. Um, He was very independent and very fit. I mean, he was going to the gym all the way until he was 90 years old. Um, But I, so it was really something that I wanted to do was to work with people like my dad um, and ensure that they had environments of respect and empowerment and a community 
um, that valued them for their contributions, that just because they're older, it doesn't mean that they're not valuable anymore. You know, it's interesting as as we age, and, and I'm, I'm 73, um, definitely a senior citizen, and one thing that stands out to me is the perceptions of people that you're somehow automatically different because you're older. And the truth of the matter is we are the same person that we've always been. What changes is is our appearance and to some degree some of our abilities. I mean, we don't move as fast. You know, I can't run uh, a 5K the way that the, I did when I was in my 50s. But the essence of Bobby is no different. And you see just the way people talk to you. Um, right. Hey, sweetie, you know, oh, isn't she cute? Well, you know, at 70, I don't feel like I, I'm cute simply because I'm 70, that kind of thing. And I think that's part of what you're talking about here. Your dad being such a vital person at a elderly, at 90 is elderly, um, and going to the gym and still being very much himself. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that People don't realize that exactly what you're saying, that the essence is still there. I mean, I'm just about 40 and I feel like I'm 15 inside. So I can only imagine what a 90-year-old person feels like. And then you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself, but you're still who you are. So we know that there's a lot of um, a lot of ageism and that's something that we can do our best day by day, one by one to combat. Um, but what we can do is we can offer great services. And here in Loudoun County, in the Department of Parks, Recreation and Community Services, which is where um, I work in the Agency on Aging, we have great services. So I wanted to share with you just some background on Agencies on Aging because most people aren't aware of what they are. We call ourselves the AAA. Um, and how we came about was in the 60s, the federal government was addressing the lack of social services and supports for older people. And so it became a federally mandated program that all states would have units on aging and then all jurisdictions would have agencies on aging. So we receive in Loudoun County, we receive federal funds that are then distributed to the state that we get to run programs and they're federally mandated programs. So, um, and these are good mandates that I'm talking about. So we have um, congregate meals, home delivered meals, caregiver services, case management services. Um, and in addition to that, we offer a lot of fun programs too. Our senior centers, they're well and active centers for people over the age of 55. Um, there are tons of activities for people to participate in, educational programs, social, cultural. I mean, they're great centers. And there are five in Loudoun. Um, and then we also have adult day centers for people who have some kind of physical impairment or cognitive impairment. Most of our participants um, do have um, some type of dementia. And that's a day program. So they're able to go to the center, the adult day center, um, during the day. It gives the caregiver a break. It provides um, a place, a safe place for them to participate. 
and have some fun and learn and be with others. Um, So it really prevents that social isolation. You know, I can speak firsthand to some of those services. For a number of years, I've been uh, teaching creative writing at the um, center here in Percival. And as a um, dementia caregiver support group leader, I work very closely with people at the Adult Day Center, and they are kind enough to offer um, the ability for a caregiver to bring their person with a dementia to the Day Center during that hour, hour and a half that we're meeting to support the caregiver. Um, So I know for sure how beneficial the programs that are offered are to our community. Yeah, and you've done such a great job with that caregiver group. I remember a few years ago um, subbing for you, and they just love you. So (laughs) thank you for all you're doing with facilitating that group. And that's really what we want to do. We want to make sure that there are support groups for caregivers across the county. We also have a new support group that started this year. Um, this last year on uh, for early for people with early stage dementia. So they have the diagnosis and now they need support. Um, and so they can get support from other people who have the same diagnosis, who understand what they're going through. And that's a really fun group. I mean, they don't, they don't, um, sometimes they talk about their, what they're going through, but we do fun things. We talk about trivia and, um, it's a fun, it's a fun group and a great place again for people to meet others who have some understanding of what they're going through. I think we all want to have a sense of belonging, regardless of where we are in life. We want to be with people who, who not only understand us but appreciate us for who we are. Right, and there's a scary label that comes along with that diagnosis of dementia. Um, It's scary for the caregiver and what they're going to have to go through on that caregiving journey because we know that it's a long one and it can be difficult to navigate. And then there's also that that label for the person with dementia. Um, And we want them to feel that they have, that they're worth something, that just because they have this diagnosis, it doesn't mean that they're not part of society, that they can't enjoy life, that they can't have joy, we want to make sure that they have all of those things. And so all of our programs, um, that's the goal is for them to do that. And I know that you have listeners across the country, across the world, and you know, in Loudoun, we are not, we have some pretty unique programs, um, some new programs like our hand chime program, um, which I'll talk about, but we are not unique, and this was not our idea to have an agency on aging. They're everywhere. So all of your listeners, I encourage you to reach out to your area agency on aging. You can just type that into an internet search and contact them first because we want to be the first call after. Um, and it, again, it doesn't even have to be a dementia diagnos- diagnosis, but if you're starting to notice your spouse, your um, parent, your neighbor, something you're going through that they're going through that um, that you need help with and that you don't know where to begin and what are the resources, they are in your community. You will find things in your community that will help. So, Leslie, yes. will you tell us a little about Share for Dementia? Sure. So, um, the Share program, it's actually, it's not a program we created. It's through the Benjamin Rose Institute and 
we have we trained share counselors who will meet with the person with dementia and the primary caregiver. And they meet over several weeks. Um, there are six sessions, and then there's a, an optional family session. And they um, meet with the share counselor, and they make plans for the future. Um, so what the person with dementia wants for their future and what the caregiver wants. And so they make a plan. Um, and then at the end, there's the option of bringing in the whole family to talk about the plan. So we have um, share counselors and something unique about our about our program and how we're offering it in Loudoun, um, we don't charge. So for Loudoun County residents, there is not a fee to participate. Um, in other areas, sometimes there is a fee. So so it's something that we're able to offer at no cost here. Now, is this in planning stages? Say, for instance, we know that the older you get, the higher percentage of people with a dementia diagnosis. So the idea that ideally people will begin planning before a diagnosis. is Does this come after a diagnosis? This comes after a diagnosis. Ideally, early stage, um, ideally early stage dementia does come, so it comes after the diagnosis. We do offer, though, for people who are planners, um, I'm a planner, so this is something that I really wanted to make sure that we have available for those in the community. And actually, with COVID, we were able to offer so many virtual options and we have a lot of our sessions recorded. So anyone who wants to access these programs, we do have them. We do have the recordings. But we have programs like financial planning, legal planning for caregivers. Um, the idea is, is that people will have a plan. They'll know what they want in the future. And they will talk with their family about it. And we bring, you know, caregivers are involved and the person who is thinking about the plan for themselves. So you don't need a special account or anything to get into the Loudoun County Area Agency on Aging, correct? It's available to anyone everywhere. So what's wonderful about our programs and services, um, if you're a Loudoun County resident, you can participate in the senior centers. If you're a non-resident, you can participate, but at a higher fee. Not much, but a little higher. Um, Same thing with our senior trips program, the adult day centers, Um, our education programs and training for caregivers, we open them to anyone. So anyone can attend. They can drive here from Fairfax. They can drive here from Alexandria or West Virginia or Maryland. Um, They can log in and participate in a webinar. Um, If anyone, if in terms of the recordings, they do require a login and a password. So um, that's something that they would have to contact us directly for if they want access to those recordings. Well, you've provided a lot of information about that. And again, I'm still learning about what's available because I did not know that that those things were available here. I just wanted to mention, Bobby, too, that the the goal that we have is to empower caregivers and older adults. But as you know, in the area where I'm working, I'm working primarily with caregivers, but it's to empower them so that they feel that when they have a diagnosis, when they have, and again, not just dementia, it could be a chronic condition. When they have that, when they're going through that, that they have the resources to help. They can call our office. We want to be the first stop. They can call our office. They can speak to an aging program specialist. They can come in 
Um, and we're a bit like detectives, which is what the caregiver also needs to be when you're caring for someone with dementia. But caregivers don't know what they don't know. And so to have someone who can guide them through this process, that's what we do. And just so that they feel empowered, that they feel ready um, to take this on and that they know that they have the support in their community available. I like what you've said, and you've said it a couple of times, you want them to approach the area agency on aging first. And also mentioned caregivers don't know what they don't know. And I hear that over and over again. And what that does is it leads to a feeling of isolation that I'm in this on my own. And this is something that you deal with 24 hours a day, seven days a week for years. And no human person can do this on their own. Right. And to know that they can reach out to an agency like this and find out what they don't know and find out what, how not alone they can be. Exactly. And they're not alone. Um, they will meet other caregivers. They will meet other people with dementia. If they attend the senior centers, they'll meet other older adults. They are not alone. Um, but the challenge is, is letting people know that these services and programs exist. Um, and so we really appreciate that that we're here and able to to talk with you about that um, today. So, and I and I think too that when people um, people might be a little apprehensive to contact the county for help. They don't they don't know. Maybe there's a stigma. They don't know what's available. They don't know what to ask for. But that's okay because we know what we need to share with them and what resources are available and how to access those resources. There is some hesitation, I would think, on the part of some people of going to a government agency and bringing that into their home. Absolutely. Being a little fearful of that. And there's also a little feeling of being uncomfortable when you realize I'm of the age that it's okay for me to be in the senior center. What do you mean? I've always been so young. Right. <laughs> um, and this all fits in with we would like to be with people who are like ourselves. We would like to be with people who have had similar experiences and understand the jokes and understand the references. And through the day center to be able to take the person with a diagnosis of dementia into um, a program where they are understood, where they are stimulated. I mean, working with the... Um, support group, a number of people that I work with take their loved one to the day center and they become more engaged. They become more alert. Um, Some of them look at that as they're going in and and they're going to their job every day or they're going to their club every day and and that's fine. And, and, And it helps everybody because the caregivers need some time to take care of the laundry, to do the grocery shopping, to take a nap, to take a shower when you don't have to worry about what's going on in the other room. All of these are such valuable services. And, you know, I, what you've shared is so important for people to know that what they get in an adult day center. And when you talk about the person with dementia is going to their office or they're going to their club, what we're doing is we're giving them a sense of purpose. They can go and they have a purpose. And when you have that diagnosis 
And maybe you've always worked and now you're not working. Or maybe you've always done the driving and the grocery shopping in your house and now you can't do that. Whatever it is, you still need a sense of purpose. We all do. And so it's so important that that continues on even until the very end. And so the adult day centers, that's what they do. Now we have another, what we call one of our memory joggers on our list for today. And that was Medicare resources. And I know that Medicare is very confusing for so many people. Mm -hmm. And right now there's all these advertisements on TV. It seems like every five seconds where somebody's trying to solicit you, um, to do business with them, you know, they pretend it, it sounds like it's a government program, but it's not as far as, you know, getting part C or whatever. Um, so you're there to help guide people through that as well? We are. And yes, there are a lot of scams out there. So um, we have certified Medicare specialists on staff. Um, they are, they provide um, confidential counseling, and it's non-biased. They'll just give you the options and help you figure out, for example, what prescription drug plan is the right plan for you based on the medication that you're taking, et cetera. So um, they are on staff. We have a team of volunteers to help people enroll um, in Medicare and in prescription drug plans. So um, we have it's a, it's a fantastic service that we offer here. And the amount of money that's saved every year um, by people who are looking at their plan and making those changes year after year, it's incredible. So it's really important to do that. Um, and again, we have certified specialists on staff and they will guide you. Um, and they, they do presentations in the community, but they will also work one-on-one. If someone receives... Um, uh, a bill for a service from your provider and you thought that it was going to be covered by Medicare and you're having some challenges with it, that's something that we can help with. And that's the um, Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program. It's called VICAP in Virginia. Absolutely. And you have provided so much information for us. And we often tell our guests, we learned something from every single person that we talked to and definitely learned even more about the local area agency on aging by talking with you today. Um, and hopefully we'll keep that relationship going. Leslie, is there anything you wanted to talk about today that we haven't had a chance to touch on? So I think overall, I I'm really want people to know that there are services and supports in their community. It might be through an agency on aging. It might be through a local nonprofit. Um, but try to, you know, reach out because that's what they're there for. Um, and in addition to that, I think with caregiving overall, um, everyone needs a bag of tricks and we can offer the education um, so that caregivers have have that in their toolbox. They have different things that they can try. Um, and that the person who, again, is going through this, that they know that they have support, that they have educated and competent caregivers, um, and that for them, that there is life and lots of fun things that are available in their community. In Loudoun, we have Again, in Parks, Recreation, and Community Services, we have so many great things, senior trips. Um, Actually, we're taking a group of caregivers um, to see a show in January. We're going to see something rotten. So just spending the day um, together and doing something different um, just to give them a break. So there's just a lot 
a lot available in the community, not just in Loudoun, but across across the board. So please reach out. Um, that's what we're we're here to do. We're here to help. Leslie, thank you so much for for being with us today and sharing so such important information in the uh, and explaining. I I took a note right from the beginning that um, this is not a unique program. This is across the United States, across communities. So if you're hearing us and you're not in Loudoun County, you know, I hope that people will take advantage of this. Um, Another note that I took down just now was everyone needs a bag of tricks. And we can certainly um, agree with that when it comes to caregiving. Yes, we can. Again, we really appreciate your being with us today. And thank you again so much. Thank you for, for having me. You can find more information about Leslie and links to the Loudoun County, Virginia Local Area Agency on Aging on the show website at rogerthat.show. As all of you, our dedicated listeners, know, Mike and I started this podcast with the goal of sharing our caregiving journey with other caregivers, to share some practical solutions to some difficult situations, to create a venue that connected our listeners to other experts of the caring field so they could share their words of wisdom and firsthand experiences as well. All of this we did to help caregivers like you through the tough moments by offering tips on how to handle the emotions while still finding a reason to smile and maybe even laugh. But like all good stories, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. And as of today, Bobby and I will be signing off the Roger That Show. But first, we would like to thank each and every one of our guests for sharing so much with our listeners, for bringing some much-needed advice, as well as a few laughs. And to you, our listeners, we send out a heartfelt thank you because we so appreciate you joining us on this journey through the haze of dementia. But fear not, Bobby and my mission has not changed. We still are going to be supporting caregivers. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Mike and I would love to hear from you, answer any questions you might have, or just find out how you're doing. Please connect with us on our Roger That Facebook and Twitter. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.